0: Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorsshow.com. That's theauthorsshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming a program author Thomas Mark Johnston, and he is the author of My Kingdom for a Horse. Before I bring in today's guests, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available at our website, as well as on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. Thomas, how are you?
1: I'm fine, Don. How are you? Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Okay. Basically, I'm brought up in Donegal, in Ireland, and moved to England. 27 years ago, I was in the army for a while, and now I'm in the civilian industry and writing books part time as well. So, tell us about your book. This book is centered on the Scottish English border in the late 1500s and early 1600s. It's a story of the border wars that were fought between the clans as much as they were fought between England and Scotland. These were the wars that lasted over 300 years. And that was the same length of time that the border reavers were about. This what the border clans were called. They were called border reavers because basically they reaved or stole from each other to make a living. It wasn't looked on as a wrong way of living back then. Times were different, and that was just their way of life. These wars led to a sequence of events that would reverberate through history, The border reavers would be used throughout the world as mercenary soldiers because of their unrivalled fighting ability. The theft of a horse by a band of border reavers led to the Battle of Sands, the disbandment of the border clans, and their banishment to the colonies by King James VI of Scotland, after he became King James I of England and Ireland in 1603. These colonies included the Ulster and Virginia plantations.
0: Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here?
1: My target audience that I wrote the book for are the descendants of these border reavers. Like I said before, they were sent out to the colonies, so their descendants are now in America, Ulster, basically they were sent throughout the now English-speaking world and the colonies worldwide. These include the people of Scots-Irish descent who are sent as mercenaries and settlers across the globe. And this basically includes the English-speaking world. For over 400 years, this story has been untold or has been mistold. I want to acknowledge that what they did was not what we would call ethical today, but they were forced into these actions in order to survive. So basically, my target audience is male, age 25 to 50, and interested in history and the Border Reavers in particular.
0: So, could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your
1: book? Yeah, the central message in this book is that history repeats itself. There are several parallels with what happened 400 years ago and what is happening today. There are several wars of conquest going on, and this has terrible consequences for the people involved, not only the countries involved in the fighting, but it has consequences worldwide as well. Some of these consequences include starvation, disease, and exposure. These kill even more people than the fighting itself. There's also the economic consequences that result from war. The governments of 400 years ago and today had the dilemma of deciding whether to deal with this by austerity or spending the way out of trouble. The government of 400 years ago proposed austerity while King James was an advocate of spending. His two greatest investments were the Ulster and Virginia plantations. 400 years ago, there was a plague that ravaged the known world. Today, we have the COVID pandemic. This has economic consequences as well as medical implications. Again, the issues that plagued the world 400 years ago are with us today, if you'll forgive the pun. It's not the intention of this book to glorify the Border Reavers or the Ulster and Virginia plantations. But on the contrary, this is a lesson in history and serves as a reminder not to repeat the mistakes of the past. So if you had to choose, what would you
0: say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the
1: reader's life? The most important message in this book is that we must live and let live. We must respect the independence of individuals and countries alike. It is medieval to think that a piece of land or people that used to belong to us and so we've got the right to take it over now. We have to respect the rights of individuals and countries to decide their own future, whether we would agree with that choice or not. The difference to this is when a country decides to encroach on the rights of individuals, whether these individuals are inside their borders or outside by invading another sovereign country. We must learn to cooperate and work together to make a future that can benefit the whole human race and not just the privileged few. This cooperation is gaining momentum now with treaties, pacts, unions and alliances between nations worldwide. There are those who flaunt these rules and jeopardize the lives of millions in doing so. We must all stand together and against tyranny and fight for the rights of those who are unable to fight for themselves. Now, if you could compare
0: your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why?
1: I would struggle to find a book that would emulate what I'm trying to put into this book, but what I could compare it with would be the Vikings miniseries. Like Vikings, my book concentrates on a turbulent era in history, It follows several wars covering generations of a family and it plots the main character's journey from their homeland and ended up on foreign shores. The main foreign shores being the Ulster and Virginia plantations. The Vikings miniseries covered journeys of Vikings to England, Ireland, Iceland, Greenland and Finland, which was their name for America. My book covers journeys of the border clans from northern England and southern Scotland to the Ulster and Virginia plantations. I would also compare it to the miniseries Roots. Before you balk at that comparison, let me explain why. My ancestors were torn from their homeland and sent to foreign lands, not as slaves, but as indentured servants and mercenary soldiers. They had little choice in the matter because they, as they already stated We're given the choice of the hangman's noose in Scotland or land in the colonies. Just like Roots, my family's passed the story of our honored origins down through the generations and centuries. So what was your inspiration for writing this book? My inspiration from writing this book was the stories that my father told me about our Scottish horse thief ancestors. He told us many stories when we were young, but this was his favorite. He would return to it time and time again. It must have been an important story to be retold down the generations of our family over 400 years. This is not just the story of our family and not even the story of the Border Reavers who were sent to foreign lands. This is the story of the dispossessed and refugees everywhere. My mother and sisters carried on this family history research and the family tree. They carried on the research for several years. I only recently got involved when I found out that these stories were the truth all along. So why is the book titled My Kingdom for a Horse? This book is called My Kingdom for a Horse because the theft of a horse by a band of border reavers led to the Battle of Sands, the disbandment of the border clans, and their banishment to the colonies by King James VI of Scotland after he became King James I of England and Ireland in 1603. A horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse, is a famous line from William Shakespeare's Richard III. This shows just how important horses were hundreds of years ago, when the destiny of a kingdom could depend on a horse. This book is also set within the lifetime of William Shakespeare, and that is yet another coincidence, or is it? Maybe these events inspired his writing as well. So what qualifies you to write this book? As I said already, my father told me these stories when I was young. These aren't just stories, they're in our DNA that has been passed down through us through the generations. Until recently, I couldn't make any sense of my life. I was born in the Republic of Ireland side of the Northern Irish border and had to contend with the armies, police forces and border forces of both the Republic of Ireland and United Kingdom. The people of the area also had to avoid the interests of the paramilitary organizations operating in the era, mirror imaging the lives of our ancestors. The descendants of the Border Reavers alive today can relate heavily to the lives of their ancestors, and that is why we can tap into this resource, and that is what has made this book possible. So what do you think it is that makes this book relevant to American readers? This book is relevant to American readers because a large amount of the Border Reavers were sent to America during the Virginia plantations. Virginia was named after Queen Elizabeth I because she was known as the Virgin Queen. And Jamestown was named after James I. Jamestown is another historical fiction series that was fairly popular, and that was about the early Virginia plantations. There were people who came from other areas, that is true, but a lot of them were border reavers. The initial pioneers of America had the same characteristics as the border reavers. They were all great horsemen and women. They were ranchers, cattle rusters, horse thieves, mercenary soldiers, and fighters. Their lives were identical. This was then passed on when the pioneers were pushed further west in pursuit of new frontiers. This then transferred to the Cowboys as they pushed further west in pursuit of new frontiers. This then transferred to the Cowboys in the Wild West, who were basically Border Reavers in cowboy hats. And to give you an idea of what the Border Reavers were like, the descendants of the Border Reavers are still finding new frontiers to this day. Neil Armstrong was a descendant of the Border Reavers as well, and he was very proud of that fact. And it is said that he took a piece of the Armstrong clan tartan to him to the moon. A lot of the American presidents were descended from the Border Reavers as well. Names like Johnson, Nixon, among others, were among them as well.
0: So, what would you like to be the legacy of this book?
1: I would like the legacy to be to tell the story of the period of history that is seldom told. There are plenty of stories about early American history and separately about the clans of Scotland, but few tell the story that connects the two. This book will bridge the gap. I would also like the book to help heal the divide between Protestants and Roman Catholics in Ireland. This book, and especially subsequent books, will show that we were all Roman Catholics at one stage. That is, if people now don't know this already, but I think people need reminding of this. The border reavers, and by extension, the early settlers of the Ulster and Virginia plantation, among others, were both Protestant and Roman Catholics. In America, the descendants of these early settlers seem to have integrated better than they did in Ireland. However, I believe that I have found that my ancestors did integrate well.
0: Now, are your characters pure fiction here, or did you draw from people you know in real life?
1: Some of the characters are pure fiction, but some are based on actual historical characters. Queen Elizabeth I and James I, to name a few. Others are indeed either based on myself, my family and friends. Two of the brothers who are constantly bickering and fighting are based on one of my brothers and myself. All good humoured and good banter, of course. The chief is based on my father and... Lady Margaret is based on my mother. I've got a lot of their sayings from them because they relate directly to, because I come from a large family in Ireland. So it was basically like I was part of a clan more than a family, just like in the book. So in your opinion, who should buy your book? This book is primarily aimed at the descendants of the border reavers because it tells of their banishment to the colonies By extension, the whole English-speaking world would benefit from reading this book. But, in short, my main target audience are males aged 25 to 50, descended from the Border Reavers of Scotland, of Scots-Irish descent, and who are interested in history, and especially the history of the Border Reavers and the early plantations. So how can readers find out more about you and your book? The best way to find out more about me and my book is to go on Amazon and search the book through that. I don't have a website at the minute, but I intend to get one up in future.
0: Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Thomas Mark Johnston, and he is the author of My Kingdom for a Horse. Thomas, thanks very much for being with us today.
1: Oh, Thank you, Don. It's been a pleasure being here.
0: This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.